Hello and welcome back to another caffeinated episode of Coffee Conversations. I'm Samantha Kaufman. Father Joshua. And I'm Deacon Bob. Guys, we have a special guest today. We are welcoming Father Alex on our podcast today. And Father Alex, you have a lot to say about jail ministry. So this is going to be an interesting episode for sure. So welcome. Thank you very much. It's a real pleasure to be here to, uh, to talk about this really great and important ministry that we have. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit, uh, when were you ordained, where you assigned those things so people can find you? Sure. Great. Yeah. So I was ordained in the middle of the pandemic, uh, May 15th of 2021, and I'm still in my very first assignment at St. Mary's Parish in Painesville. So just, as we say, a hop, skip, and a jump <laughs> uh, up, up the street there in Painesville City. And I've been there since 2020, and so I'm in my fourth year of service there. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, because you were a deacon there first. Exactly. Right? Yep. Oh, wow. So I was a deacon there, and then now a priest, and mm-hmm. yeah. And how did you get into jail ministry? So I first got exposed to jail ministry when I was a senior at Borromeo Seminary. Um, that was before before you start graduate school there in, in preparation for the priesthood. I was um, assigned there with another student, and we would go and do the Sunday night uh, communion services mm-hmm. there for the adult correctional facility. And that eventually, in the second semester, transitioned into part-time at the juvenile detention facility and part-time at the adult correctional facility. Uh, that was... I'm going to really date myself here. I laugh because... Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was 2015, 2016. And I've, I've been involved uh, in, in and around it since then um, through my time in the seminary. And then, obviously, being at St. Mary's, it's mm-hmm. just across the street there. Right. Um, so I've since kind of fallen into a coordination role there of, of the uh, the the different ministries and the wonderful things that that happen there for those those in our community who happen to be incarcerated mm-hmm. in in that facility. And what um, that's for all of Lake County, Lake Geauga, or just Lake or yeah. So it's it's Lake County Adult Correctional Facility. Okay. So it's it's mm-hmm. house in Painesville City because you know Painesville is the the county seat there. <laughs> um, Geauga County has another correctional okay. facility, um, but uh, yeah, this is just for for Lake County. Mm-hmm. And the juvenile facility is in the same area, right? Just Correct. Yeah, it's right across the street there. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's. If you know where this, the square is, um, it's just on the, the back side of, okay. of the square. I, I always say it's that beautiful, beautiful building that just, <laughs> just towers over the, the rest of the actual beautiful buildings in Gainesville. Right. So. Uh, well, you're not the only person who's done jail ministry here. Uh, our own, our very own Deacon Bob has done jail ministry. So how did you get into that? Um, I worked at Lake Catholic for a really long time. And so I worked with uh, Father Marty Polito. Mm-hmm. He was chaplain and I was in the theology department. And so he was helping at the juvenile detention uh, center, and he couldn't make it one day. And so he he said, "Would you cover for me?" Well, I figured it would be like a prison movie, you know, like where it was just Shawshank. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I left my my wallet, and my car keys, and 
kissed yeah. my wife goodbye because I thought, you know, <laughs> there's going to be a riot. And I've seen these oh, movies. Um, but it was like walking into Lake Catholic. There really? were like desks and there was a glass window and the staff had on polo shirts. Huh. Um, which is a lot different than the adult jail. When I went over there, I was like, no, this looks like jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> For the kids, it's like uh, much more low-key. Hmm. Um, yeah. But that was in 1996. So I've been mm. working with the juvenile detention over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And have you had any people approach you after they've been released? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny you mention that. Some of them will come to church or some of them, um, you know, end up getting involved with St. Vincent de Paul in one way or another there mm-hmm. at, at St. Mary's. So yeah, no, there's a there's a, an ongoing connection with a number of them. Yeah. I know. I, I was at Giant Eagle one day, and these two kids came up to me in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and they said, hey. I went, oh, my God, they're going to ask me to buy beer. I know it. You know, <laughs> cigarettes or something. <laughs> and the one kid goes, what you used to do on Monday nights? And I said, well, I used to lead a Bible study. Yeah. He goes, I was there, and I have a scholarship to Gannon or someplace. Wow. And he said, I'm never going back. Mm. I'm going to wow. follow the scholarship. And then another kid was at Mark's, like mopping the floor. I hear this, hey, Bob. <laughs> it's like through the, like all the little aisle things. Yeah. And so I finally found his voice. And he said, um, what did you used to do on Monday nights? <laughs> and so Mark's must have given him a job. I think they really help with kids that are struggling. Mm. Gosh. So um, You're always at the store. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's is my favorite, though, when they have hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that you do get those uh, affirmations that good things happen you know, yeah. for being there. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, can you tell us, both of you, maybe, uh, can you tell us what um, is most attractive to you? What what keeps you going back to this kind of ministry? So, uh, well, I haven't really told the whole story in terms of my, my involvement with, with those that are incarcerated, because there's a whole other component. Um, I, I've helped accompany those who are in deportation um, right. proceedings and that so that I'm in and out of ICE detention facilities a lot to help facilitate and collaborate mm-hmm. on immigration cases um, and some of that happens here in Lake County because of the you know the population mm-hmm. and uh, people that we serve here um, and one of the things that, that keeps me coming back is really I mean how genuinely grateful um, people are not that we do it to be thanked or, or, to, or to experience that gratitude, but um, even just the little bit that we can do there, even if it's just you know passing out books as the library volunteers do, or getting them a pair of eyeglasses or something like that, um, it brings dignity, I think, and healing mm-hmm. to people that that really um, maybe don't experience a lot of that. In yeah. their lives, and for me, that is like so energizing, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Where you, Bob? Our um, biggest focus is helping kids know that they're loved and they're forgiven. We did the prodigal son story, and one of the staff members, he was an older guy, he goes, So that story is all about enabling people. <laughs> I went, well, it's not exactly the way that we would read that story, but I could see maybe why you would say that. You know, that God loves you and God forgives you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so our goal was how do we help kids know that, especially so they don't go across the street to the adult jail. Yeah. Um, so when I was at the adult jail, sometimes we saw kids kind of move up the chain. Mm. Mm. But the goal was how do we help them know God loves them and forgives them. Um, and I think part of that issue, too, is um, the drug dependency. Like one girl, she sat in the back of the room and she goes, you know, can you just tell the adults that um, I'm not a criminal? I just like to smoke pot, you know? <laughs> it's like, okay. So what she really needed was help with her drug dependency. Um, how about you, Father? What, what's your thought on what do you hope people gained from maybe coming to Bible study or interactions with you and the team? Um, I, I think there are a lot of emotions that get, that get wrapped up with, with, you know, a jail ministry sort of thing. Even, I know in, in talking to a lot of the team members in that, their first time they said, I've never been more afraid, afraid in my life than when mm -hmm. that door closes behind them, you know? <laughs> um, but what keeps them coming back is the experience of the resurrected Jesus mm -hmm. in those people, you know, um, that as Greg Boyle is so, so famous for saying, it's not us and them, it's just us, us. Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that, that you experience that in a really profound way. Um, in when, when working with those that happen to be incarcerated, and I think that's kind of what, what keeps you, what I would hope that would be the, the, the ideal, um, for a, uh, you know, a volunteer experience is to really to encounter the resurrection in, in those that, uh, that happen to be incarcerated. So I don't have a lot of experience with jail ministry, but I have a question and maybe mm -hmm. it's a dumb question, but so when you do these Bible studies and everything with them, do the, um, the teens or the adults, do they have a choice to come or it's like, you're all coming to Bible study or is it like, this is better than what we're doing. So we'll just come. <laughs> How does that work? You want to leave? I'll follow up. Um, yeah. So it, it, on the adult level, you can, you can sign up to come. Okay. Um, sometimes, well, because we're in this post COVID sort of situation that they sometimes keep limits on, um, on how many people can sign up, but they do get credit for signing up for it. So oh. it, it counts towards, um, oh, like good behavior. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so if they've got, you know, uh, a parole or a, right. a potential probation hearing or something like that, that all works in their, their favor. So the people that are there want to be there now. I mean, Intentions yeah. are intentions, you know, <laughs> but, but they're there, but they're there, exactly. So counts, there. Yeah. yeah, so. So on the juvenile level, um, remember I said it was like a big classroom yeah. uh, with desks? Well, some desks face the back of the room and some desks face the front of the room. Oh. So if you didn't want to go to Bible study, you went to the back of the room and looked at a different chalkboard. <laughs> if you wanted to go to Bible <laughs> Stare study, at the wall. you came to our side, but they, we, they could still hear us, which right. was the cool part. <laughs> Um, so it was like, okay. You choose. So, and we would do, um, sometimes it would be like a guided meditation. That's pretty much what I would do. Yeah. And then we have our team kind of go around and just place their hands on a kid's shoulder and just pray for them, mm. which was really powerful. Yeah. Um, some of the other folks did like Deacon Ken Mead um, would do like a serious Bible study. 
And then somebody else, we did Alpha. Oh. Um, One of the most profound moments, though, that I had was we were doing something at God's Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so the girls sat way in the back because you can't have the boys and girls look at each other because then bad things happen, I guess. So um, (laughs) this girl way in the back. She raised her. I, we were playing this game, Ask God Hard Questions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I put, remember Mary, who used to do, she was like the cook as well as the Bible study coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I had no idea what to do this day. Mm-hmm. So I said, Mary, do me a favor. Just sit in the chair and answer as if you were God. So we played Ask God Hard Questions. Girl way in the back raises her hand. God, how can you love me? I've been so bad. Mm-hmm. And Mary got up out of her chair, went back to where the girl was, knelt down in front of her and held her hands. And she looked eye to eye at this girl and she said, look at the wall where that big picture of, it was like a picture of the world. Mm -hmm. She said, see all that water? No matter how big of a fire you build and throw it in there, it'll always put it out. And Mm -hmm. she goes, that's the way my love is for you. That there's nothing mm-hmm. that your sinfulness or anything else could take my love away from you because my love is greater than whatever it is that you've been going through. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a dry eye with staff or kids mm-hmm. in the hall in the wow. house. Um, it's those kind of moments that we're hoping that people resonate with, and if they do come back, like, how do we help them find their way back home mm-hmm. in the meantime? Yeah. That's so beautiful how you can truly see God working and even there's so many different uh, trials and suffering in this world, but you guys are so gifted in what you do through this jail ministry. Not just anyone can do that. And um, it's something I think is definitely needed uh, for these these people that, you know, we need to know, like you said, Deacon, that God loves them and, and will journey with them. So thank you for what you guys do. I mean, when I think about this stuff, it's when you really, uh, without getting into any political whatever, um, but so many people are in jail because... Uh, of circumstances Mm -hmm. in their life rather than decisions that they actually had choice in. Mm -hmm. And uh, and in that, uh, their dignity has been robbed from them by a system that doesn't care about humanity. It cares about, you know, making things (laughs) look nice or whatever on the outside. And so um, what you guys do is, is restore dignity. And uh, what a gift to to yeah. be. I mean, that's what Jesus does to the lepers, to the, yeah. you know, bring people back into communion and community. Yeah, it's just powerful. Yeah. And I love the phrase that says, there but for the grace of God go I. And exactly. it could have been any of us mm-hmm. that right. ran into a bad situation exactly. or were in the wrong place at the wrong time or I don't know. Yeah. So I have a stupid question that I, no <laughs> I know there's no stupid yeah. questions or whatever. <laughs> and I think I remember the answer, but I'm probably not the only person who would wonder this. Can you explain the difference between jail and prison? Yes. Okay. So uh, jails typically are county-run facilities. Uh, like I said, we have one in Painesville City for for Lake County, and Geauga County has theirs, and very famously, Cuyahoga County has theirs, which they're searching for a new... I think they found a new location now, actually, oh. um, for, for their justice center. But mm-hmm. j- jails are a place 
where people go who are awaiting some sort of action from the justice system, from the courts, from the judiciary. So for, for those in, in any sort of criminal proceeding or action, um, they're, they're taken and placed in this facility unless they can make um, a thing called bond, you mm -hmm. know, which yeah. some people are bonded out and, they, you know, then that take, requires a sum of money and the courts release you or you're on house arrest depending on the severity of your mm -hmm. um, your alleged crime. And then um, that's while you're going to, to court proceedings. Uh, there's this thing in United States law called due process. So you have to have a trial within, you know, a certain amount of time. So you can't just sit in jail for for forever. Um, prison, on the other hand, is where people go who are serving their, their sentences given to them by the judge, by the judiciary. So they've been found okay. guilty of a crime. Okay. Um, either they've either pled that way or a jury of their peers has, has uh, found them guilty of that crime. And then that is a sentence imposed by the elected judge and that's where they go to serve that. So mm -hmm. um, in the Cleveland area, most famously, there's the Grafton Prison. Mm -hmm. um, some people call what we do in Lake County prison ministry. Right, right. Uh, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's jail ministry, which means mm -hmm. that the turnover in the population is pretty high. Right. It, it, oh, people yeah. are going through every now and then if it's a short enough sentence they'll serve it from the fifth floor uh, at least they used to i don't know that's what's the average would you say in the jail minister in the jail like how long would someone be there like the average stay yeah it depends on the the, the trial and how okay. long that goes or if they're bonded or where you know where they're transported to it's not the most efficient system Shocking. um in the way <laughs> in the world um so yeah i mean you have people there from a few days to a few weeks to a few months. Okay. It really doesn't get very much beyond that. Okay. Um, yeah. So from week to week, you can be dealing with an entirely new group of people at a Bible study or at some kind of other ministry that you're doing there. Mm -hmm. okay. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So some people would, would, it would of course still be there, you know, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. But yeah, there's a lot of turnover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's and that's different than the juvenile facility, right? Um, the juvenile, we would see maybe for six months sometimes the same people or a little bit longer, mm -hmm. depending on whatever the situation they're coming out of. I think the judges, at least in the past, tried to make it like a tiered system where first they kind of give you a warning and then they give you a little bit mm -hmm. of time and depending on whatever's going on, it could be a longer time. Um, but there were some kids that we would see pretty consistently. Mm -hmm. um, and you could usually tell the kids that were going to come back. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they yeah. there was no, like, surrender. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, we're just going to kind of be what we want to be. And I think there is a point system that kind of helps them understand that they're not in control anymore, that they need to kind of some change some things in their lives. Mm -hmm. um, so... 
And their support services seem good, too. Yeah. Uh, what about in the adult jail? Do they seem to have uh, support services for the folks up there? Um, yes, they're, they're, they're present. Not nearly in, in the robust way that they are for the, the juvenile correction. Oh, that's facility. interesting. But they, yes. uh, they are. There's, there's um, addiction counselors. There's, I mean... A critical mass number of the, the the people that are incarcerated in Lake County. It's it's due to to some sort of addiction related, um, you know, crimes or behaviors. So there, there's there's a whole task force that's assigned to to that, and there's step down units, and you know, of course, people oftentimes are assigned to rehabilitation facilities, whether that's a halfway house or um, some sort of other. Um, you know, more intensive care uh, for for rehabilitation there. So I mean, the, a, a lot of a lot of the stuff, at least that I'm familiar with, when it comes to the adult correctional facility, is mostly targeted at, mm-hmm. at you know at addictions and things. Yeah. So did you guys have to go through special training for being in the jail ministry, or how does that work? Yeah, Father, well, like, no? what kind of training did you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you, it was mostly on-the-job training, but the volunteers that I was with, especially in those first early days, were magnificent. I mean, there are things that I learned from them that I still carry. You know, there's... Uh, the, there's some people. I, actually, I just I was thinking about her recently because she just stepped down uh, from mm-hmm. from being a regular. She's been there for a long time. Alice Hinkle. Oh yeah. She was on the staff there at Saint Noel. Noel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I learned so much from her. You know, <laughs> and it was amazing too because, um, I mean, she's she's maybe four foot tall. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's a smaller person in stature and everything, but just the. The presence and the energy that she brings into the room there. Um, it. I just I, have this. Now I just have this image of like this huge, like six foot five guy, like <laughs> Bill, and she's just like, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not, it's not nearly that. It's, yeah. it's so much more gentle, mm. but so much more powerful. Mm. I know an mm. Ursula Nunn in Youngstown who, who ministers in the prison there in mm. Youngstown. Uh, her name's Sister Nancy Dawson. She does awesome, awesome work there, and she's mm-hmm. she's getting to be you know a certain age, but she's again of that of that uh, <laughs> that same stature, and the way that she interacts with those pre- it, it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's really talking about that dignity piece um, yeah. to have someone that's you know a member of the community or a member of a religious community mm-hmm. that comes and isn't afraid mm-hmm. and can level with someone on the level of the gospel like that, that's a really powerful thing to see yeah. and to witness. Mm-hmm. And um, both women, I mean, I, I learned so much from both of them uh, and just, just what they do. So that that's kind of, going back to the training thing, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a lot yeah. of on-the-job training. There's some onboarding they do, like, you know, like, absolutely don't do this, 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 and this, yeah. this. Don't bring drugs. Don't take notes. Don't <laughs> bring guns. Don't bring phone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's some, like, absolute do-nots. But yeah. outside of that, it was like, okay, kid, have fun. 
<laughs> yeah. you know? Get in there. <laughs> right. And I think that that um, shadowing um, really helps. Because mm-hmm. um, nobody really, at least that I know of, that was working in jail ministry or prison ministry really got trained. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. you just kind of hung around with the people that are already doing it. Yeah. Um, I know for me, it was like when Father Marty said, I can't go, can you go? Okay. <laughs> so um, Best way to learn. Yeah. <laughs> and I think God gets you where you need to be. Yeah. yeah. I know it was sometimes in my homily I'll talk about jail ministry, mm-hmm. and somebody will go, well, you know, a year and a half ago you said, you know, you do this. How do I get involved? Mm-hmm. So yeah. now that the pandemic's over, I think hopefully, Father, we can reignite um, Yeah, so speaking going. of that, like what... What are the actual opportunities that people have? What different, uh, you know, leading Bible studies, all those different things that they can do, what's available? On the juvenile end, um, the judge reached out to us Mm -hmm. and said, you guys used to do this. Do you want to do it again? Mm -hmm. Um, The time slots are kind of at awkward times, um, but it works for them. So it would be like an hour a month or an hour a week, depending on how many people we rotate through. And um, you're with maybe, I think they tried to reduce the population in the juvenile side. Mm -hmm. They want to have the more severe um, offenders at the juvenile detention center and then the lesser offenders do some kind of uh, out sourced um, activities, maybe like probation officers would work with them. Um, Now I think it's between 6 and 12 people that would be at the juvenile detention center, last I heard. So, I don't know, what about the adult side? So the adult side, there's really, there's four facets to um, what we're doing over there in the adult facility. There's the Sunday night communion services, which we're in pretty desperate need of volunteers for that. Those are lay-led communion services that happen on both the second floor and the fourth floor. Um, That's the men's and women's respectively? Is that how that works? Um, It used to be. The pandemic switched that, so there's now a men's pod on on floor two. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's weird because because (laughs) they go to the fourth floor and... The second floor is the the women's service, okay. so it's it it's, yeah. yeah it's kind of like this you know um, yeah haphazard sort of situation there. But uh, right now they're every other week. Uh, these these communion services are happening every other week, and um, let's see four facets. That's the first one. The second one, there's a Bible study on uh, the I think it's the first and the last Tuesday of every month. There's a lovely dedicated group of volunteers that go in the in the evenings there and do a Bible study. It's just been for, for men because we haven't had uh, mm. women volunteers uh, so as of yet. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's another part. The third part is there's uh, library volunteers uh, that go in on Tuesday mornings. There's some lay volunteers, also some seminarians that help out and they go and distribute books, eyeglasses, pens, paper uh, to people actually in the pods, so in their in their residence there. Um, there's four volunteers that are doing that currently. Um, and then the other part is the professional ministers. The invitation is always open. There were lay ecclesial ministers, deacons, priests, um, to do one-on-one visits. Oh, sure. Um, 
I've been, I've been uh, kind of on the hook, so to speak, doing confessions with, for, for people that, that, requ- that mm. require request confession while they're in jail. Um, but there's also been some permanent deacons, uh, one from St. Mary Magdalene, uh, one from uh, St. Noel's that have been doing uh, a lot of that one-on-one stuff on a more regular basis mm. um, because more like counseling the, type yeah, yeah exactly and and they have more time where they can they sure. can sit with them for a longer period of time with me I'm kind of pulled in a lot of different directions <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's it's hard for me to, to spend those those dedicated hours there in the mm-hmm. in the one-on-one but they're uh, they're pretty good about that so that's the four so it's the Sunday co- uh, communion services at 7 p.m. the Bible studies on Tuesday at 7 p.m. The library volunteers on Tuesday mornings, and then the uh, the professional ministers doing those one on ones. That's great. My experience with jail ministry is even here at the parish. We had a men's Bible study group, then there was the communion service group, and then there was something else. But none of them were connected mm. in the parish. Oh, interesting. Um, and I think it's like that in the, the our district as well. Is there's mm. all these little groups of people doing stuff, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> They're not connected. Right. So maybe at our next couple of district meetings, we can address how do we minister to folks that are in jail. Yeah. Well, um, I think um, would be great is, so if people are interested in doing any of these things, what is the best way for them to get involved? Is it to reach out to you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so there's a whole onboarding process when it comes to the adult correctional facility that I have been well versed in. <laughs> so um, not trained, not yeah. training. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I have sat through. I, I have currently seminarians that are mm-hmm. in um, you know correctional facility work right now, and um, kind of in being involved in the St. Mary students last year that did it, and then the Borromeo students this year that are in it. I've gotten really used to navigating that onboarding system. So uh, when it comes to new volunteers, if they reach out via email, uh, aspenick at stmarypvl.org. We'll put that in the link at the Yes, we can Um, link that. Yeah, yeah, if they send me an email, then then we can set up an appointment and get them onboarded or call me at the parish office, which is... Four four zero three five four sixty two hundred. That's I feel awesome. Like, I feel like an auto. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> sponsored by exactly. Same so, with you, Deacon Bob. If um, anyone wants to. Right, and then Father Alex and I will work together, and because um, Matthew twenty five tells us, you know. Jesus says, "When have you seen me hungry, or thirsty, or in need, or in prison?" Um, well, and, and yeah. And Luke, in Luke's gospel, when he comes and gives his mission statement, two of them are about setting captives free and giving liberty to those who are in prison, right? So that's a big part of Jesus's call, his mission, his ministry is to care for people who are in these positions. Um, another thing is uh, just uh, we really invite you to pray about whether this is something mm-hmm. that the Lord's inviting you to. And we're sharing this. Obviously, this is our St. Gabriel podcast, but um, it gets out. We know it gets out to people all over uh, the diocese. And so there is uh, there's no reason that just because you're not from St. Gabe's or from St. Mary's that you can't be part of this. Um, we invite everybody, especially so if you're from Lake, 
County, reach out to us. If you're not from Lake County, reach out to us and we'll get you connected with mm -hmm. the people who Absolutely. service the prisons in other areas so um, or the jails in other areas. So we, we want to make sure that if the Lord is calling you to this, that you have access to that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here, especially Father Alex. This has been great to have you on. I it's learned a lot. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So um, would you like to close us in prayer before we go? Awesome. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. let us pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you for revealing your presence in our midst, especially those in the faces and in the, in the needs of those who are most in need in our community. Lord God, we give you thanks for these moments that we've spent talking about what sets us on fire, experiencing you in your resurrection in those that are in most need. Lord, we ask that your blessing come upon us and upon, those, upon our listeners here, that if your call stirs in their hearts that they may be granted the spirit of generosity to also respond to that call and the trust that comes from your love. Lord, we ask for your blessing and we give you thanks in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Know that we're praying for you and we will catch you next time.